worship Him. Jesus was also by the shore of the water. And because 
they couldn't know that they had gone so far like that because of the wind that helped them to push them so faster. So they just concluded that Jesus was walking on water. But Jesus was actually standing by the shore of the water. Now that is his comment. That is his number one. He said, when you talk about Jesus feeding the 5,000 people, he said that it's nothing like feeding 5,000 people. Now just watch. That the truth is that the Bible was trying to teach about love in that place. Now that every Jew, when they were going for the program, they were all, we know their costume were long robes. That in their long robes, it was customary for every Jew to make sure that he has food within it. That there was a special pocket like a bag that was in the robe. And so they will package food and put it inside. So anyway, somebody is going, he goes without his food, knowing fully that anything that happens, he has something that he will eat on the road. So on that day when Jesus was, knew that uh-uh, these people needed food, that Jesus now said, when the disciples said, it is night, let these people go. And Jesus said, ah, where are they going? They will not get food anyway. So give them something to eat. And Jesus asked, is there anybody that is having any bread here? That nobody wanted to give bread because all of them were greedy. They don't love each other. Everybody was feeling, no, I have my own, but I won't bring it out because it's for me. They were all greedy. So eventually, a little boy just tried to show them that him, he was not greedy. And the little boy brought out his bread and his fish and he gave it to Jesus. And the moment he gave it to Jesus and Jesus blessed the boy, then people now realize that, uh, uh, that it is no good to be greedy. So all of them now brought out their food from their robes and then everybody ate and then 12 baskets were left. Somebody getting me. Now these are things you read and these are things that has made some people go crazy and they don't even believe in Jesus anymore. Because they believe that all these things they are reading are true. If you look at how this guy fine-tuned this thing, if you don't really know the Bible and you don't really have faith in Jesus, you will believe him. It is well packaged. Somebody that wants to lie to you will not just give you a useless lie. He will package it and make it look beautiful so that you accept it. Anybody that wants to deceive you cannot just deceive you. He will have to package his deception so that he can get you. And that was why even the deception of the devil in the, in the Garden of Eden was so packaged. The devil didn't come and show them that he wanted to deceive them. He packaged it very well. He, ah, let God say you should not eat anything. That was a beautiful question. It doesn't look like he wanted to deceive them. That was, he was packaging it very well. And Eve said, yes. He said, we should not even touch that tree. I said, oh, no, don't worry. Jesus, God don't really mean that. The only thing is that God is smart. He doesn't want anybody to be like him. And so, that is why he said you shouldn't eat it. But if you eat it, you will be like God. Behold, it was well packaged. And Eve ate. She never knew she was being deceived. And that was trouble. So anybody that is deceiving you today will not allow you to know exactly the truth. He will package the lie very well and make you believe the lie. So tonight I want to talk about this love of Jesus. This love. Because the place we raised say, what manner of love that the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called the children. Hallelujah. Now, I want to ask you a simple question, and I think maybe you may, there might be argument concerning this question. This is it. Whose son will you like to be, or whose daughter will you like to be? Buhari or President Trump? Yes, choose 
Yeah, choose one. Who, which, which one will you want to be? Trump. Why choosing Trump? Trump knows God. So that's why you choose to be his son. So his daughter, I mean. Is that all your answer? He's not a Nigerian. Yeah. Give him mic. Give him mic. Give him mic. Let him talk. Let's find out why he's choosing that. We're going to mix, make some comparisons to, tonight. Bible condemns. In as much as possible to legalize uh, gay, lesbianism, and others. But when he came, that singular out act stood him out. He said, no. That where in the Bible or in the Quran did you find uh, a man marrying man? He said, no. And that has been the problem in the U.S. up to now because he did not allow them to do what is contrary to God's own uh, uh, way of life. There are many. Okay, there are many. So you believe he is following the Bible. And so you would like to be his child. Why not be the child of the man that is very close to you here, your president? Yes. He's not a believer and he's not doing the writing. He's not doing the, he's not doing the writing? What makes you think he's not doing the writing? I think if we start to count from now, we continue to the end of this program. Number one is campaign promises. None was fulfilled. Uh, inequality in fixing people in places of uh, political authority. In terms of balancing the religion. Balancing in terms of people from different ethnic groups and like that. And fixing square peg inside the round hole. A lot of it is over there. We are seeing a lot. And even the man there is not there to manage this thing we have in this country. He's not doing anything good the way we are seeing it. Things are becoming difficult day in, day out since inception. Alright, now I'm just trying to bring some uh, analysis about being a son or a child of either President Trump or President Buhari of Nigeria. Now the second one is Spiritually, whose son will you like to be? Satan or God? Hallelujah. Now, do you think God loves you? No, God doesn't love. Let us be sincere with ourselves. If God loves you, why coronavirus? If God loves you, why is it that they are killing Christians and God is not fighting for you? If God loves you, why is it that everything is turning around for Christians and he keeps quiet? Why is it that you'll be praying and you're not receiving answers to your prayer? Why is it that money is not coming the way you expected? Why is it that that sickness you wanted, the sickness to be healed, up to now the sickness is not going? Why is it that the job you are looking for, you are not getting it? Why is it that your business is not flourishing the way you're supposed to flourish? And while others who are unbelievers, they are flourishing and they are lavishing money and using money anyhow. So how do you tell me that God loves you? Does that look truthful that God loves you? Does that sound that God really loves you? You are not for the world. But you are living in the world. So how do you balance that? Now maybe you people are a little spiritual tonight. But I want to tell you that this question, I'm, these things, this analysis I'm bringing is exactly what is making some people to stay away from church. It's exactly the thing that is making some people they don't even want to go to any place again. Leave me at home. This God hates me. 
If this God loved me, why did my brother die? If this God loved me, why did my father die? Before my very eyes, my wife was raped. Before my very eyes, my children were kidnapped and money taken away, millions of naira taken away from me to be able to rescue them. But yet, God is not doing anything. Anybody that begins to think so deep like this, and you begin to look at God as the reason for your problem, I'm telling you, there is no way you will say God loves you. But the Bible in First John chapter 3, verse 1 is saying, What manner of love? Hallelujah. What kind of love? Some versions say, What kind of love? While others say, What manner of love? Simply, this love we're talking about is not the love that you can define. When they say, What manner? It's a question. But it is a rhetoric question. It's a question that you have answer in it. What manner of love? What kind of love? That the Father, now the Father did not just do anything, but He lavished. L A V I S H E D. So we're talking about love of God. Now, how do you know that this God really loves you? Number one is because that love cannot be defined. Hallelujah. That is number one. That love cannot be defined. Say, what manner of love? What kind of love? I don't know it. I cannot define it. I cannot explain it. I cannot say how it is. All I know is that it is love. But I don't know how it is. It cannot be compared with the love of man. Listen to me. Some of you that I think... See, I used to ask this question. Even in my counseling, I would say, why do you want to marry? Or why do you love this person? I understand this. Some people will say, I don't know why I love this person. I've had just those answers several times. But I say it's lying. Let us be sincere with ourselves. The love of marriage is take and is give and take. Are you hearing me? If you say you love this woman, you want to marry her, it's because you want something from her. And if this woman says she loves you, she wants to marry, it's because she wants something from you. So you cannot compare that love with the love of God. Is somebody hearing me? We have been saying that we are doing sacrificial love. I have not seen sacrificial love in human beings yet. Because every love that we human beings practice, a love that is, there is something behind it. There is an attachment behind it. There is a string that is attached to that love. There is something you are looking for. Even though yesterday I watched a particular video, and I was touched in the WhatsApp group. It, a little boy went about... And he was on an errand. He was having only one cent left. Everything was gone. Only one cent was left. Now what happened? He wants to take milk. He was hungry. One cent cannot buy him a milk. So he went to one house on the road. He knocked at the house. And a woman came out. And the woman said, Young boy, what do you want? He said, please give me water. So instead of water, the woman gave him milk. She put the milk in a glass cup and gave him to take. And after the boy took the milk, he said, how much am I paying you for the milk? And the lady said, no. I did not give you this milk to pay because my parents taught me that I should not collect anything in exchange for an assistance or help. And the boy said, thank you. The boy left. Well, that looks sacrificial. That looks sacrificial because she didn't ask anything from him. 
But then I will still ask you some one question to see whether it was true sacrificial. If that boy was not looking good, if that young boy was not looking handsome, if someone has come very dirty, tattered, and looking like a baller, like like dustbin, will she carry her cup and give him water? Then it's still not sacrificial. Have you ever seen somebody that came to you, the person is smelling, fly is following him. I say, give me water. If you try to give that person water, you will use the cup that you are using to wash, that you put on more and wash things with it. That is the kind of cup. All the cup you use in watering garden, that is what you will give the person. Now, it happened in Kaduna in Kafanchan, throne room ministry. At the point this man was in his house, he was praying and preparing for a program. He was connecting, connecting to the Spirit of God. And his house is a big compound with a big fence. You will have to trek before you go and meet the flat inside. You know those kind of houses. From the gate you will trek long before you meet the flat. He was inside and behold he started hearing knock. Ah, who is this person that? I'm knocking my door. I'm busy. I'm having a program. I'm connecting. He did, the person keep knocking and knocking. Only for him to come out and see a very old tattered man that was looking like a refuse disposal. Like a recycle bin. What do you want, old man? He said, I want to drink water. Then the man began to think, for God's sake, there are houses from my gate, my gate is, is, is in line with other houses. There are shops, there are houses, there are human beings very close there. You didn't see anybody. Those ones in the, by the roadside, those ones that they are just by my friends. And all, you didn't see them. This man, you enter, open my gate and trek a long distance and came here looking for what? He said he was looking at this man. Then there was a battle in his spirit. Give him. Don't give him. Tell him to go. Give him. Don't give him. I said, Kai, old man, I'm coming. He went and carried a cup that he used in watering his flower. And he put water. And he gave the old man. And the old man drank. And gave him back the cup. And he went inside. And the old man turned and started moving. Why he, he just entered inside? He said, Kai, let me even be sure that this old man... I actually leave my house. He came back to check and be sure the man has gone out of the gate. Behold, the man was nowhere to be found. He ran to the gate and asked. He saw children playing football by outside his gate. He said, an old man entered my house here. Where is the old man? They say we never saw any old man here. The old man entered this house. He came, I gave him water. He didn't he went out of here. He said, no, we didn't see, we have been here for long. We didn't see any old man. No old man entered and no old man came out. He went back and the Spirit of God told him, you have just entertained an angel in the wrong way. Now, the love of God cannot be defined because the love of God does not show favoritism. The love of God does not check your dressing. The love of God does not check how you are living. The love of God does not check how you are standard. The love of God is sacrificial love. It does not, we can't define it. So many people have neglected entertaining angels because 
they don't really know how to practice this love of God. But the Bible says now, what manner of love, what kind of love that the Father has lavished on? Number two, why is... We're talking about love, Abby. Number two, this is how the love of God is. The love of God is based on lavishing. Now, lavish is different from sprinkle eh? or brief giving or sparingly. Sparingly is little. Lavish is in large quantity. Unquantified. Now, it said in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9 or 7, the dead of us says that whosoever gives generously will receive generously. Whosoever gives sparingly will receive what? Sparingly. So the love of God is not sparingly. The love of God is generous because He lavishes it. He takes he the whole of it and gives, not turning back. Now, this woman I was telling you that gave that boy milk. After some few years, she was sick. They tried, tried, tried. She could not get healed. They took her to the city hospital. And while they read the city hospital, behold, they have to look for a consultant that will talk to her. Talk to her. And they went and met a consultant and told him, a woman from so 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 place is in critical condition. You have to come and attend to the case. And when he had the name of the town, he quickly rushed to that place. And when he just entered, he saw the woman. He recognized the face of the woman. This was the woman that gave him milk. Now he was a doctor. Immediately he went back as a consultant. Any doctor he called, they would come. He called the doctor together. They began to brainstorm about the woman's issue. They began to do everything they could do. They tried and they made sure they settled the case. And the woman was healed. Now the bill was $28,000 plus. $28,000. He told them, bring the bill to my table. The doctors, the, the account department brought the bill to his table. He now wrote, he commented on the deal. And he wrote, paid in full with a cup of milk. And he took, they took the bill to the woman. When the woman received the bill, she was afraid to open the bill. Who is going to pay the bill? She don't have anybody. She don't know anything to how to do it. Then it means she will continue to be living in the hospital or she will start working for the hospital until the bill is settled. She was just thinking like that. Only for her to open and read. Paid in full with a cup of milk. Now she remember. The good thing she did. Cast your bread upon the water. And after many days, you will find it. Casted her bread upon the water. She found it. Yes, she loved this guy. And at the end, she received back. But when God is loving you, He doesn't want to get anything from you. And that is why His love is He lavishes it on you. He gives you in full and He's not looking for anything. The love of God is lavished. Remember, I told you the first one the love of God is what? You cannot define it. Number two, the love of God is a lavished love. Now, number three, the love of God makes you a child of God. 
I thought you would shout hallelujah for this one. The love of God makes you a child of God. He said, what kind of love or what manner of love that the Father has lavished on us that we are called children of God. Called children of God. I started by asking whose child will you like to be? You say we like to be the child of President Trump. And I said, whose child would you like to be in the spiritual realm, Satan or God? You say you would like to be the child of God. Now, this is the good news. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. Why are you afraid? About two weeks ago, they were looking for the child of President Trump. He has a son that is about 12 years old. The boy left home. He's left home and stay away for two weeks. Nobody knows his whereabouts. Now the bodyguards of that boy were in trouble. How did it happen? The boy dribbled the bodyguard. He just told him he wanted to do something here. And come back and the boy just left. He said that he wanted to be left alone. Finally he was found. But two weeks nobody knew his whereabouts. White House was in trouble. Every security and intelligence officer in White House was in trouble. They were going from here and there. You know how Americans do try to do investigation. All their intelligence, their CIA, their FBI, their, their smart squad, and the, rest, and the rest of them, all the police, the military, the Navy SEAL, all were for this boy. Nobody could sit down. How could a whole president's son get missing? They were looking for him. And finally, they found him. And the boy said he just wanted to be alone for those days. They just chose to be alone. So he decided to go to places that they would never even think he is there. If he goes there and stay one day, two days, before they will come to that place, he has disappeared to another place again. And that was only 12 years old. And they said the boy is very intelligent. So as soon as the boy was gotten, now the story said the president tightened up the security of the boy. He increased the bodyguard that will be watching over this boy. Are you understanding? Now, human being is tightening security to watch over his son. But there is a divine God that says you are his child. There is a divine God that says you belong to him. There is a divine God that says, I am your father, you are my son, you are my daughter. How do you think that kind of security of that divine God will be? Why do you think that this God don't love you? The security of God is very tight upon your life. The security of God to protect you is very high. The security of God to heal you is very dear. The security of God to make sure nothing touches you is there. God is all and all. He is everything. If you are his child, you are covered, you are secure, you are protected, you have nothing to fear. Somebody shout what else. The love of God cannot be changed. And because he loves you, there is nothing that will touch you that he will allow you to touch you. If, if you are lost, he will look for you. If the president could look for his child, God will also look for you if you are lost. There is no way you will enter that the angels of God will not be there with them. Even if the kidnappers come, God will be with you. Because you are a child of God. So I am proud to know that God loves me and that I am his child. Hallelujah.
I am his child. What a good thing. What a joyous thing. What a happy thing. And so because of that now I can walk anywhere and enter anywhere and be free. See, because I am a child of God, I am not afraid of Corona. Somebody hearing me? I say, I am not afraid of Corona. Yes. Because I am a child of God, I am not afraid of any evil. I am not afraid of witches and wizards. Yes. Because I am a child of God, I am not afraid of those who are walking in the middle of the night. Yes. Because my God is ahead of them. Uh-huh. My Father is ahead of them. Yes. Is God your Father? Yes. Are you his child? Yes. Is God your father? Are you his child? Then tonight, take your position in the place of God. Take your position. Use your position. Use your position to destroy every enemy that is fighting against your life. Use your position to destroy everything that is trying to take your chance of making it. He said, what we are going to be we have not yet known it it has not yet been revealed yes verse 2 eh? hmm. what will be has not yet been revealed yes. but one thing we know is that when he appears we will be like him number three the love of god makes you to be like him <laughs> oh i'm proud i'm not going to be like satan <laughs> I am going to be like God when he appears. I will be like Jesus when he appears. Somebody hear me. If Jesus is entering the room without, with, with, without walls, I will enter the room without walls. Yes. If Jesus will fly on the air, I will fly on the air. Yes. Because the Bible tells me that I will be like him. Yes. Oh. The love of God makes me be like him. Embrace the love of God. Take your spiritual position as a child of God. Please. The greatest thing that is killing us is fear. Yes. And because we have not yet discovered who we are. Mm. The day you discover your spiritual position, you take into captive. Mm. You take hold of everything and you move. everything to captive that has been caging you mm. and move on. I will be like God. I will be like Jesus. Mm. I will shine like Jesus. Hallelujah. I will radiate like Jesus. Hallelujah. I will smile like Jesus. Amen. I will speak like Jesus. Amen. I will walk like Jesus. Amen. I will do everything like Amen. Jesus. If that person receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight, you're walking over every bondage. Amen. And you're strengthening your spiritual position. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can you jump on your feet and pray? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Mark chapter 14. Fix your eyes and verse 27. Mark chapter 14. Fix your eyes in verse 27. Are we there? Verse 27 said, You will all fall away, Jesus told them. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. 
But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. Emotion. Emotion. Verse yes. 30. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered today, yes, tonight, before the roster crossed twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically. That's my passion. That's what my passion said. Peter insisted emphatically. Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. Emotion. I really don't know whether the others said they are on. Audibly. Or they said it inside their mind. But the Bible mentioned one person's name. And that person is who? Peter. Emotion. Now I said one warning tonight. Don't be emotional. Hallelujah. Now what is emotion? Emotion is a state of mind whereby you act based on your feelings. Emotions makes one to act based on the feelings and the circumstances that is surrounding him. The state of mind when something is happening to you is emotion. Every human being is an emotional being. You get angry out of emotion. You understand? And Jesus, God in Jesus practicalizes when he came to the earth. He went to the temple and he saw the people who were selling in the temple. And he looked at them and he said, My house shall be the house of prayer, not the house of thieves and robbers. And the Bible says he turned everything upside down, all the tables, opened all the things that were there and threw them down. He was angry and said, the zeal for my father is killing me. I love that statement. The zeal for God, the zeal for the Lord is killing me. Somebody need to have a zeal for God that is killing me. When you have a zeal for God that is killing you, that zeal does not allow you to turn to the left or to the right. That zeal is a zeal that makes you to focus wherever you are going and you don't look at people around you. Because the heavenly rest is an individual rest. It is not a collective rest. It becomes collective just because we have to come and worship like this so that we can spoke up each other, inspire each other, and edify each other. That is one of the parts of the collection. But when it comes to your salvation and going to heaven, it is your rest. You and you alone. Because you can be in a congregation where fire is burning, where grace is performed, is being performed, where miracles are taking place, and you can be an exception in that place. Somebody hear me? Yes. You can be in a place whereby even the dead are rising, but you can be an exception. You'll be active in that congregation. It is under the same sermon that you will see some people rising and lift and shouting and crying and under the same sermon some people are laughing under the same sermon people are getting inside under the same sermon some people are sleeping under the same sermon people are feeling impacted and they are saying God thank you for blessing me today but under the same sermon some people are just looking and they don't even know where they are it's all because of their mindset and their emotion. When your emotion and your mindset is contradicting the presence of God, you cannot get it. So you can be in a church where people are celebrating grace, 
for you, you are celebrating condemnation. May that never be your portion in the name of Jesus. And so emotion can control your circumstances. Emotion can either make you to get the real thing or to get the bad thing. If you don't know how to control your emotions, you can always say the wrong thing at the right time. And you can always be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Hallelujah. Now, Peter was such kind of a human being. Peter was emotional. Peter will not think too fast before he speaks. Because that was the nature of his temperament. Peter was more of a sanguine. He speaks a lot. He speaks. He talks. Even look at what he did. Emotion made him to speak when he was in the when they were in the mountain with Jesus. Jesus speaks, Peter, James, and John. Let's go to the mountain for prayer. And I want to say that our end were there, even though they were sleeping, Peter, John, and James were sleeping. And Moses and Elijah appeared. And Jesus was going to, and there was the that place transfiguration, mountain transfiguration. So between Jesus and these two great prophets. And somehow, somehow, Peter emotionally opened his eyes. Like he was dreaming. And he saw Jesus and these two great people. He watched the other disciples. But out of emotion, this was what he said. Lord, let me make three tents for you. One for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for you. Emotion. And the Bible says in that place, for he did not know what he ought to say. Have you read that place? That is what the Bible says. For he did not know what he ought to say. He was carried away by emotion. He spoke under influence of emotion. And so he spoke what he was not supposed to say. See, brethren, when you live by emotion, you will say a lot of things that you're not supposed to say. I watched one comedy this afternoon. And you know what? This man slapped a military officer out of emotion. Out of emotion. The military officer is talking to a guy. This place you are, you are not supposed. He said, hey, that Nigeria, we must set our mentality. In Nigeria, everybody is equal. And before you know, he landed the military officer. So, so when the military officer called his voice and they came, he now knew his emotion was so bad. Emotion can run you into trouble. So control your emotions. There are emotions that should make you not even cry. There are emotions that should just make you to command things to happen. There are situations that should make you to just look at things and not say anything. But when you are carried out by emotion, you will think that this is how it's supposed to be. And one of the areas that people have had problem with me in the past is this. That when they are calling me and they expect me to start praying and begin to speak in tongues, begin to cast. I will listen, I will just calm down and be pretending as if I didn't even hear what I was saying. When some people are telling you something, the way they are expecting me to carry the thing, I will not use that emotion. I will just be relaxed. And some people feel this person don't care. When you're telling him something, you just relax. You don't even care. You know what? I don't need to be carried by emotion because I was dealt with when I was being living by emotion. Somebody will call you. I am having a problem. Part of this, I need prayer. 
Pray for me, pray for me, please. If you are emotional, you will think that they just started today. Then you will begin to pray. I will begin to cast and bind and destroy and neutralize and fit. And after everything has finished, then now after some time, when I will now be talking to you, I like, ah, when did this problem started? You hear 10 years back. But the day you come in, you will be asking, na, 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 And you know why? When somebody comes to tell you a story, or tell you something, a, a man, there is a man of God that is powerful. If you can only talk to this man of God and you pray for him, something will happen. Immediately the emotion will make them to start calling you. And they will call you and make it to look as if that thing just happened now. And that thing has been lingering for the past 10 years. It has been lingering for the past 6 years. It has been lingering for the past 19 years. Now, when you are emotional, you'll be praying and casting and casting until you cast no more. And nothing happened. What about the one that they made us to be praying for people who went and overeat and they come and say, stomach pain. <laughs> they overeat and they came up, Pastor, my son is on my stomach pain. is an attack. We will begin to cast and bind and destroy and neutralize and cancel and fire and fire and fire and at the end of the day, Hear some, but sometimes in the course of prayer, the person will follow me. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you just realize that this person overeats. But you prayed out of emotion and you were praying the wrong prayer. So it made me, it was at the dark period, a training period for me. So it made me, I was no longer emotional about any prayer point. And one of the things I used to overcome my emotion was this. That in this situation, God wants me to handle it. He will keep you until I handle it. That was like what I keep telling myself. If God knows that he kept you so that I will be the one to minister to your situation, he will not allow you to die. No matter how long it takes before I start praying for you, the situation we remain. Because if you didn't die the past 10 years, it's not now that you will die when you are telling me your problem. Emotion. Emotion destroyed a lot of things. Walk against emotion. You see, people who live by emotion have married the wrong partner. And they are crying for that marriage because their emotion was too much. You don't do relationship based on emotion, or else you die. You enter the wrong world. Don't be moved by emotion. Peter's one problem was emotion, but do you know that after Jesus left, Peter was no longer emotional. Did you observe that? When Jesus left and now he was the leader of the disciples, how can a leader be emotional? Now listen to what emotion caused Peter. It was his emotion that caused him to deny Jesus. None of the other disciples denied Jesus. Because then they were practical. Even though the Bible said that they themselves, they follow him, they say, they were saved because he said. Because they are for the follow in life, whether you like it or not. 
There are people that they want somebody to start something before them and they will start something. So when they see somebody speaking, say me, my idea with you. He says something. Today, somebody, I was watching another one this, this afternoon. And it, it was more of a comedy, but there is sense in it. That this guy was always in the class. Anytime the teacher asks questions, he's doing another thing. The teacher came down there and said, I want to ask questions to know whether my students are doing fine. He asked the first question. One person wrote up his hands, gave answer. The second person gave answer. And then he now called the other person and said, You, what are you doing? He said, No, 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 I'm not doing anything. He said, Okay, give us the answer. And I said, Sir, he said, Simultaneously, I agree with the last speaker. <laughs> but you know what? He didn't even know what the last speaker said. But for the fact that the last speaker gave the right answer, the teacher said, everybody clap for yourself. You people are intelligent. And the second question came. One person gave answer. The teacher said that this same boy was still playing. He now calling. And the boy said, sir, mathematically, I am agreeing with the last speaker. The first one was Simultaneously, the second one is mathematical, and then the last person came, and the teacher now he was still playing. The teacher now said, You and he said, Sir, me, he said, Yes, you. He said, Okay, uh, quadri quadratically, I agree with the last speaker. And the teacher said, No, you are the first speaker. There is no last speaker yet. He said, Okay, in this situation, sir, geometrically, I agree with the next person. Follow, follow. Follow, follow. He was always following. He doesn't even know what is happening, but he was what? Follow, follow, follow. That's how some people are in life. So I see the disciples, they were just following Peter because they had Peter saying it. And they say, if women will not say Jesus, but Peter will not like him. This is the mentality. See, Peter said, I can die. I am ready to die. Even if no matter what it takes, I will die with you. I will never denounce you. They say, guy, this, this man is making sense. If we will keep quiet, Jesus will think we will not like him. So Jesus we are together with Peter. But then, the emotion of Peter was the main issue. And Jesus told him, you will deny me tonight. So he canceled Deny me. After, after, the, after the crow, the, the, the cock, crow, you will deny me. And the Bible said, he said emphatically, that in Peter spoke emphatically. I will not. You know what it means emphatically? With emphasis. With strong emphasis and strong affirmation. <laughs> but what happened? That very night, somebody that said, I will die with you. Somebody that said, No matter what it takes, I will never let go. I will never denounce you. It was a little girl, a servant girl that made him to deny Jesus. Servant girl came and looked and said, This man was with Jesus. Looks like one of them said, what are you talking about? 
برای الهی That is why the book of James says, for whatever you're going to say, you say, by the grace of God. And for whatever you're going to do, you say, by the grace of God. It is that grace that we keep you. It is that grace that we sustain you. It is that grace that will lead you to your destiny. By the grace of God. Not by your own power. Not by my not by power, by your spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. It is by the spirit of God. So always say, by the grace of God. If Peter had said, by the grace of God, I will not deny you. Maybe something will have changed. But his emotion was making him to feel he can do it. His emotion was making him to feel I can go to any land. His emotion was making him to feel that yes, no problem. I am ready to go to any land. I can do it. He was using the word I, but he never used we. And the secret of using we today is that anytime you say we, remember you're talking about you, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. There is no mountain that we cannot climb. When I say we, I mean Jesus and I. When I walk with Jesus, then Jesus with me. There is no mountain. We cannot there is no ocean that I cannot cross. When I say we, I need Jesus tonight. When I walk with Jesus, and Jesus there is no ocean. We cannot There is no mountain that we cannot move. So we Emotion. 
live with emotion, they are not afraid of the devil. People who don't live with emotion, they cannot take rats on the kitchen to beat demon. Because some of you, you hear the sound of rats on the kitchen and begin to say, Holy Ghost fire. It's your emotion. Rats cannot turn to a demon. Except he sent. But when you begin to look at every rat as demon, your emotion is already controlling you. Every sound you hear on the ceiling, you say it's demon. Your emotion is already killing you. People who live with emotion die before they attack. Yesterday we watched a program and they were talking about Spirit for. And this is the first time I had this story about the other side of Spirit. I've read his books, but I've not had this story. But yesterday I had another version of the story about him. That there was a time he was in his upper room. And he was hearing a sound on the city road. The sound was strange. So he came down from the upstairs and came to the city road to come and see what exactly was. As he was coming down from the stairs, when he reached the last stairs, and he saw a strange image standing by the door of the city road. A strange image was standing physically, this is not a dream. If you wake up, what do you do? You begin. Holy Ghost fire! I cast the Holy Ghost! I cast the Holy Fire! What? You begin. You look for all the anointing oils. You know what? The story says, Smith, we go sword. When he reached the last time, I look at him. I say, ah. So it's just you. I went back. It was devil. Listen to me. It was devil that was standing there. It was devil that had come to fight him. It was devil that had come to cause him restless night. It was devil that was there to torment him. But the Bible, the, the story says, he just looked at the demon and he said, so it's just you. And he went back to the office. What do you think happened? He was a man of faith. He was not a man that is moved by emotion. Guys, we need to grow. We need to grow. You know, my wife will always be correcting me that me, every time I don't take things serious. I say yes. I don't take things serious because I'm I'm going to a level that I don't need to take things serious again. Sometimes she wake up. So this thing happened. This thing, that one, that one. She is expected to begin to pray and begin to cast. And I will not. See, you don't take anything serious. But the day I know that something is wrong, I will pray. Like one day she just woke up and she was saying, My leg, my leg, my leg. And I laugh. I can't move the leg. I was just laughing. I just felt it. And I didn't say it was. I prayed inside my heart. You don't know what I'm saying. I just held the leg. And after like 30 seconds, I released the leg.
it just in 30 seconds. I just held them. And even when I was holding the leg, I was asking God within that 30 seconds, what should I even say? And I just said, God, take over inside my hands. That was all. And I left her. But I know God is going to put something for It's not how much the emotion. It's not how much. It's not the emotion. It is your connection with the song and the grace that is available for you. It is not the Every negative emotion in my life, in my life. 
consoles in. From this moment, leave me alone. In the name of Jesus, can you pray up here right now? Let I know what you do. When you have a smartphone, as you call your controlling factor, controlling you, controlling you, controlling me, controlling my family, every person fighting us, let I know what you do. 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 Thank you. 